In a world where movies are abundant, but podcasts are, well, well, podcasts are also abundant, comes another podcast about movies. You're listening to Stop Talking During Movies. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of Stop Talking During Movies. I'm your host, the MC formerly and currently and potentially in the future known as Sick, S-Y-Q. I did an episode, my episode seven was top five worst movies from 2019. And there's a few things I learned from that. One, I think people like when you bash movies because that was the second most downloaded podcast episode that I put out, which uh, tells me a little something, or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. Um, I learned that. And then also too, um, Alita Battle Angel is a great film, apparently, because I had it ranked at the second worst movie that I watched last year, but everybody kept writing me that it shouldn't be on the list. Um, th- that one was getting a lot of uh, praise, Alita Battle Angel, and also Always Be My Maybe got a lot of praise, or at least from the feedback that I heard from the podcast. So Talon, my buddy Talon, you're right, dude. I should give this movie a rewatch because... I do not understand what people are seeing in Alita Battle, Battle Angel. Like, Scott Lamont, this fucking douchebag that commented on the uh, post. Uh, now, he's not a douchebag. He just said that I had shitty taste and a shitty podcast. Now, that's not rude. That's not mean. Um, it's potentially true. So, I should take it uh, in the spirit in which it's intended, which I think was uh, constructive and friendly criticism. Um, but what, do, what does somebody like a Scott Lamont or my buddy Talon, or what do you guys, what are you guys looking for in this movie? What, what do you get out of Alita battling? Are you like, yeah, dude, I fucking, bro, dude, the fifth time that the bad guy like screamed for no reason. And then was like, he laughed like maniacally, like, (laughs) and then like his CGI arms came out and he was about to do battle. And then like, he said a cheesy one liner, dude, that shit was dope, bro. Dude, I love when movies have like characters that don't have any motivation, like ill-defined character motivation. And then when that's built up, then they like go against it, like in the next minute, dude. That shit's dope, bro. Like, what are you looking for in this movie? What are you getting out of it? Not what are you looking for? What are you getting out of this movie? Cheesy one-liners? Dude, I love it when a love story is like based on nothing and it's like... It's like, dude, it's like it's written for like 12-year-old girls and, and 12-year-old boys, dude. It's like, that's what I like in my films, bruh. Like, what are you watching? I need to rewatch this movie because it seems like a lot of people really like this movie. Always be my maybe. I get why some people would like that movie. That one's not as crazy to me. Um, and also, I guess Alita isn't that crazy either. If I had a glass of scotch or maybe a few beers and watched that movie... Maybe I would like it. Maybe I, or not like it, but at least tolerate it. But as it is, I hated it. And always be my maybe. Now, why am I talking about the goddamn last episode? This is uh, episode eight. I'm going to rank the last five movies that I watched. Um, and we'll just jump right into it. So I told you before that my wife uh, was in charge of the next few movies that I watched. The next three movies. Um, that did not happen, but she did. She got one of her movies in and then the other ones I watched by myself. So, or what she did, uh, long story short, when I get to my number two, 
she watched that movie with me, but um, she didn't pick it. Our son recommended the movie, and it is an anime movie. Anime. Now, I don't watch anime movies. I don't really like anime movies. They're strange to me, but I'll get to that when I get there. Um, but yes, this I'll start with uh, the number five, the fifth worst movie, or the fifth best movie that I watched in the last five, and I only watched five, so this is the worst movie I watched. This is the movie that my wife recommended or made me watch. The Hustle from 2019. Jesus Christ. Now, this is why the wife doesn't get the remote often, and it is because of movies like this. Hello, Interpol. Tell me, Penny. Why are women better suited to the con than men? Because we're used to faking it. It comes down to one universal truth. No man will ever believe a woman is smarter than he is. We will always be underestimated, and that is what we use. So this means you're going to teach me, aren't you? I'm teaching you now. Yeah. Wait, what was that last part? I, I couldn't hear you were talking into the ocean. The Hustle, 2019, directed by Chris Addison. Oh, starring Anne Hathaway, Rebel Wilson, Alex Sharp. Um... Why? Now, this movie, it would... Uh, I don't know who likes this movie. Who likes this movie? I didn't... I laughed maybe three times. Um, there was not much funny in here. Most of what happened was similar to that scene we just watched. You might get a minor chuckle. The story is absurd. The world is absurd. It's not funny. It's... It's like, okay, Dumb and Dumber. Now, I might be dating myself, but you watch Dumb and Dumber. It's an absurd, stupid, ridiculous movie. I don't, let's not even use that. Let's use Step Brothers. Step Brothers, a great, funny movie. Stupid. Uh, the world is absurd. The people are absurd. The story is absurd. But it's funny and it's engaging and you, it's fucking what a comedy movie should be. The Hustle is all of those same things minus the, minus the humor. There's nothing in this movie. Now, um, I like how in the third act, um, they basically committed to the silliness of the movie, to the absurdity. They could have, like, there was this long vignette of, or this long series of scenes that took place, and they could have maybe done that and been like a two-minute short scene and then been done with it, but they kind of committed to it and kept going with it and just stayed with it and, and um yeah, committed. And I appreciated that. Um, at a certain point, I was like, oh my God, when are they going to end this absurdity? But they didn't. They just kept going with it. And it's like one of those jokes that like, you know, you tell a joke to buddies or something like that, or you're you're in a group of friends and, and you tell a joke the first time and it's funny. And then you tell it a second time and it's less funny. And then by the third time, it's ridiculously stupid. You don't want to hear it. You're like, oh my God, stop doing the same goddamn thing. You tell it five, six more times. And by like the ninth time, it comes around and it's funny again that's kind of like what happened with um not that i do that ever that'd be a, a very obnoxious thing to do but i it's happened before um but yeah but that's how this movie is like by the time they just commit to this stupid really dumb premise by the time you know tw minute 25 or 30 comes along it's actually a little bit funny and you're kind of impressed um really did not like this movie though would never recommend this movie would not watch this movie again there's there's nothing even funny here it's like 
you can go back to funny, absurd movies and watch scenes from them. I was looking for a scene from this movie that was funny to like play on here. I couldn't find anything. I don't remember anything funny or anything interesting about this movie. All right, the number four movie that I watched, the fourth best movie that I watched, from 2012, starring Tom Hardy, Shia LaBeouf, Guy Pierce, Jessica Chastain, Mia Wasikowska, Lawless. Goddamn money. Motherfucker. Yeah, I'll take care of this. Hey, you, come on out. You don't want to do this. Why don't you put that knife away and take you and your friends on home? I listen to him if I was you. You the boss? You just sold a load of those dingies in there, didn't you? You hand over that cash or I'm going to cut some daylight into you. Oh, let's be here, mister. We got no way to understand this world. We got about as much sense of it as bird flying in the sky. There's a lot that, that bird don't know. And we don't change the fact that the world is happening to him all the same. What I'm trying to say is, is that the course you like, you know, it is changing. You don't even see it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, I would highly recommend this movie, especially for the first two acts and for the characters. Uh, Tom Hardy's character, um, uh, what is it? What is his name again? Oh yeah, Forrest uh, Forrest Bondurant. It's about the. It's about he's. A, it's just a great character. Um, I would follow this character through an arc of a bunch of different movies. Like they could make a, they could make a trilogy of this family and I would probably follow it just for Tom Hardy's character here. Um, very compelling. Um, seems like it's well fleshed out. It's, it's, I'm not sure the backstory of this movie, but it seems like it could have been made based on a novel or something like that because it's, it seems very well fleshed out and well prepared. Like it's just, it seems like a, deeply considered movie um given all the characters the characters are very good um the world was very good it's a period piece in in the um uh the depression era and it's about a family of moonshiners and their their dealings with the law trying to get around the law you know selling alcohol um under the noses of the cops and it's kind of that cat and mouse game with guy pierce who plays the uh who plays the law here basically now he is the weakest part of this movie. Guy Pierce is uh, not uh, so, not throughout the whole thing though. The first two thirds of this movie is very, very, very good, very well done. Guy Pierce's character is a strange, strange human being, but it's it's strange in a good way. The last third of this movie, however, in my opinion, just fell off completely. Guy Pierce's character became a cartoon. The climax of the scene became a cartoon. Uh, nonsensical and not realistic at in the least um shootout type scene i didn't get it at all and and it's funny because this guy pierce was in another movie that had a similar ending and a similar arc overall to the as this movie um la confidential um la confidential was another movie it was nominated for best picture um i it didn't win no it didn't win but i think i don't think it won but it was nominated for best picture in like 98 99 something like that um, and it had a similar feel to this as this movie. And it was the exact same actor, which is crazy. But Guy Pierce's character just fell off the rail at the end, became this cartoon. And it, and it just kind of tainted the movie overall for me. But the first two thirds of this goddamn movie and the character of Tom Hardy and the brother Shia LaBeouf 
and um, the other brother, played by Jason Clark, very, very good. Um, even the love story with Jessica Chastain and Tom Hardy, I really liked that. I liked Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is like everything he's in. You got Peanut Butter Falcon. You got even Transformers at the beginning. You could tell he was going to be a shining star. Um, uh, what's it called? Honey Boy last year, just from last year alone. I mean, this guy is constantly putting out interesting um well he's not putting out the movies but he's constantly in interesting movies and and putting out great performances Shia LaBeouf um extremely underrated I think um all right the number three movie that I watched coming in at number three third best movie from 2019 last year finally caught up with this movie The Highwayman might be good to have a doctor look at you sometime. Might be good to have a doctor look at you sometime. I ain't got no bulletin. Because I was covering you. You may have heard there was a prison break. It was Bonnie and Klein. Governor, this has to end. They've committed dozens of armed robberies and several cold-blooded murders. What do you plan to do about Bonnie and Clyde? We will capture them. Write that down and underline it twice. There's only one man who can take them down. I'll come back. Hey, you got room for one more? Not in Pat. Ah, Judas Priest, get in. This is 1934. Gangsters, submachine guns. And you put cowboys on Bunny and Clyde? Texas Rangers. The Highwaymen from 2019, uh, directed by John Lee Hancock, starring um, Kevin Costner, Woody Harrelson, Kathy Bates is in here, John Carroll Lynch, who for some reason I'm drawn to most characters that he portrays. I think he's an extremely underrated actor. Maybe not underrated, but underappreciated perhaps um very good actor um john lee hancock uh director of uh, the blind side uh the founder which i really really like the founder saving mr banks um and the highwaymen are the ones that i've seen of his films um this movie is very much like the last movie that i was talking about um lawless it's a period piece um set in i don't i don't know the exact years of the highwayman highwayman but it was it's about the the former marshal uh rangers that were commissioned to hunt down bonnie and clyde it's based on a true story although i've looked into it a little bit the trueness of the story is a little bit that's a little stretch to say it was a true story um but kevin and it, it's also led by two badass characters two manly masculine type uh, archetypes uh, similar to Lawless, where there was a lot of masculine archetypes and manly men, badass dudes. Same here, the Highwaymen. Kevin Costner is just this kind of tropey but iconic, um, maybe like an archetype of this type of character. If you if you watch this, you'll see it's very similar to Tom Hardy's character. Although um, I think the Tom Hardy character is a little more colorful, whereas Kevin Costner's character is a little more tropey you've seen it before but it's well done that, that's pretty much what this entire movie is it's things you've seen done before a very down the middle road paint by numbers but paint painted very well by numbers 
Um, Kevin Costner, a very good character. He has a line in this movie that just kind of sticks with me and I, I use it all the time now and it's just one of those things that sticks with me. Every time I get in the car and my daughter or my wife wants to put on music, I just look at him and I say, Just an intrusion on a man's peace and quiet. Not that I've had any since Lubbock. And that's what Kevin Costner says in this movie. He doesn't, he doesn't like music while he's driving. Um, I really like this movie. I rated this movie a very good movie. Three and a half out of five stars. Um, had it been a little less tropey, a little less. So there's a lot of like clumsy exposition in the movie. Not a lot, but it happens where characters will describe, you know, the backstory just kind of in a way that it's winking at the camera. Like, Hey, we're explaining this. So the audience knows what's going on and we don't want to lose you. We don't want you to fall off and not know what's going on. And we want you to know that Kevin Costner, who's sitting outside this window, looking off into the distance is a badass. We want you to know that he's done things. There's things like that. Woody Harrelson is great. He's always great in almost everything I watch from Woody Harrelson. Love Woody Harrelson in this. Um, like, did I even say Woody Harrelson? I don't think I did. Maybe if I didn't, yeah, Woody Harrelson's in the movie. He's he's incredible. Um, <clears throat> very good all around. I just think this is, this is a very solid, solid movie. Um, recommend this movie. It's... Um, yeah, it's kind of just from the side of the men that hunted down Bonnie and Clyde. And I get it. Bonnie and Clyde are, you know, it, it's I you, you want to watch a movie about Bonnie and Clyde. You want to watch a TV series about Bonnie and Clyde. You like villains that are inspired by Bonnie and Clyde. Natural Born Killers, great movie. But the fact that these two people, Bonnie and Clyde, were worshipped at the time they were going around killing people that is a bit annoying to me and i don't know if i would have felt like that years ago when i was a little younger but now it does quite annoy me annoy me quite a bit when despicable people or people that with no merit and no talent and you know nothing are just worshiped and that's kind of what this movie is um this, this movie kind of satirizes i don't know if it satirizes it kind of comments on people being famous and glamorized for doing nothing or doing something vile um and i like that aspect of the movie as well um yeah very good movie i'm done talking about this movie good movie i mean you can't go wrong you got woody harrelson you can very much go wrong with kevin costner but you would not be going wrong here very good movie all right so the second best movie that i watched out of the last five this movie was recommended and kind of forced upon my wife and I and my daughter by my son. Uh, it's an anime movie. It's called Your Name. Now, I'm not very much into anime, don't know, you know, haven't seen anything really. Um, but uh, we were watching, a, my wife and I sat down to watch a movie with my daughter, 10 year old daughter. Um, and we we're trying to find a movie, couldn't find anything. Uh, oh, almost rented Trolls 2. Avoided that, dodged that bullet. Uh, $20 to rent that goddamn thing right now. Um, did not do that. And my son said, watch your name. They showed us a trailer. 
And I said, oh, Freaky Friday. Yeah, I know about Freaky Friday. And he was very upset by that. It's not Freaky Friday. Very upset by that. Um, although I don't know if he even knew what Freaky Friday was. But but we you know, we decided to sit down and watch Your Name. Um, and it's weird. I looked at the director before we watched the movie. And I'm like, it's odd. It's, it's strange. I, I don't know if there's any... Um, any directors like that, American directors like this, where they only direct animated movies. But this director, he has like, you know, 14 credits to his name or something like that, and they're all anime movies. That's strange to me, to only direct animated movies. But, oh, I guess that's what it is. This is a very good movie, Your Name. Um, it's a love story slash uh, time-bending um, how would I say? So two characters, the two main characters, are switching places with each other, a la Freaky Friday. But believe me, there's much more to it than that. Um, it's done in a much more creative and interesting way. They're switching places with with each other, switching minds with each other. And the way it resolves and comes together by the end, I mean, th this is how you nail nail the ending. The ending of this movie is fantastic. So good. It probably would have been a whole star or half star lower for me had the ending not been so goddamn good. Such a good ending. It reminded me not in tone um, and definitely not in substance of the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it's not really similar to that, but it reminded me for one reason. If you've seen both movies, you might know what I'm talking about. I love the way this movie ended. Um, nailed, nailed the ending. So, so goddamn good. Um, the first two thirds of the movie, though, were very well done as well. It was, I mean, honestly, as it started out and as we're getting into the movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's not I'm not digging it. I'm not super into it, but it's it was fine. And then before even the second third of the movie or maybe even the second quarter of the movie before that even began, I started to started to get into it, knew what it was got in uh accepted the style um and then by the end i mean i was just like god damn it's great great ending and i told my son that too i said that is how you end a goddamn movie and he was very happy that i liked the movie because he recommended it and it does feel good when you recommend a movie and then the person you recommend it to likes it um i really like this movie um but i do have my problems with it i anime in general i, I can't generalize because i haven't seen so that many anime movies but the dialogue and the the dialogue feels like it was written by a child. Like it is so bad. It's like okay, this is um this is uh, a reenactment of this is how Titanic, the movie, the great movie Titanic, the great movie, uh, Titanic would have ended. Oh, oh. Rose, I am so cold in this water. Oh, oh, I. I Oh, fuck, I forgot his name. Rose and, uh, oh, what was his name? Oh, my God. Why? Jack. Jack, I love you, too, very much. Rose, I am sinking. Oh, I'm going down. I love you. Oh, glug, 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 glug. And then Rose is spewing out tears from her eyes, shooting out like bullets. And then she's, she's freaking out. I love you, Jack. That's anime. Anime is so... I don't want to say all anime. That is very uh, stereotypical and, and uh, it's racist of me, quite frankly. Um, there's just a lot of that. Um, oh, ugh, 
Oh, no. Well, that's racist. I can't do that. I should delete that. No, but I did it in the American version first, so it's not racist. It's like so, you know, something embarrassing happens and then the character will just kind of like cringe and curl up in a ball and then just like, oh, that was awkward. Like things like that. It's just very absurd, very silly. Um, but despite all that, what, what's insane about this movie, and I'll just keep it to this movie. I'm not going to talk about all anime because I don't know. I'm not an aficionado of anime, but in this movie, that stuff is all present. The cheesy dialogue, the unrealistic, and I mean, it doesn't have to be realistic, but the inauthentic and odd situations between characters. You have these interactions that where people don't exchange much about their character or much about anything no information no heart no soul really it's just very base or not base but um very on the surface dialogue and script and it's just everything on the page is just very poorly done i think and but despite all that you care about all the characters you're following all these characters you care about what happens to them you you understand their motivations perfectly the world is very well built, and that's a testament to this movie of how really great it is. Because despite these bad flaws that I see in them, I just—it's almost embarrassing. And sometimes watching these movies, the dialogue and the interaction and the conversations are so bad. Um, and I think that so my son said um, watching the dubbed version um, is is not a good you don't want to watch the dub version because it sounds bad and it, it's horrible you have to watch it in, in the authentic japanese and you have to get it that way and he said because the voice acting is so bad in english and i get that and that may be the case but i think what part of the problem is is that when you watch this in english or when you watch something when you watch this dialogue delivered in english because when you read it the dialogue is not good the, what's happening in between the characters is not good that's just, i don't know another don't have a better way to say it it's just it's like my description of it right now it's not good bruh it's just not good bruh it is not done well or done in a, in a good way i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but when it's in english you can clearly see how bad it is and i think um that is a big flaw in anime I, like again i'm generalizing i was very very wrong in this movie and a couple of the other animes that I've watched. Um, but despite that, like I said, you care about these characters. The world is very well built and it's drawn very well. That's another thing I've noticed about anime. Um, and I don't want to generalize. So in this movie, we'll say um, I noticed there's a lot of scenes that would be much better done if it were a live action movie. Like a lot of the scenes are of characters walking down a street or something like that or you know, sitting down at a table and just very casual and lifelike scenarios. And they're making it's, it's like a movie about real life, but in animated form, which is strange to me. I, I don't usually animation or not usually, but animation for me seems to work much better when it's things that would look better as an animated uh, movie than as a real life movie, like, say, Finding Nemo. If you did that movie live action, it would not be good. It would be very bad. You'd, the, the ocean would be murky. You couldn't see anything. The fish would look strange, like you know, like Lion King when they remade it. It doesn't work well, but it works great as an animated movie. This movie, Your Name, would work much better, I think, as a live-action movie. 
But with that being said, I still really like this movie. I think it was well done. Um, yeah, really liked it. I mean, it's like by the time it was over, it was just like, Jesus Christ. They really nailed that landing. And all throughout, I, you know, you can, like I said, I can complain about the dialogue or I can complain about um, some of the interactions. But overall, it's just like you're left with, with no option but to say, yeah, that was a great goddamn movie. Um, I didn't love it, but I definitely really liked it. It's very unlikely I'll ever watch it again. But um, yeah, I'm glad that my son recommended it to me. I never would have watched this movie ever. I'm almost certain of it. But well, it's very good. I think it's you know it, it's like most animation uh, animated movies made for children, but it's not dumb. It's not dumbed down that much. Uh, it's it's good. It's a very good movie. It's a great movie. All right, the number one movie that I watched, the best movie that I watched over the last five. This is a rewatch. I've seen it before, but I wanted to rewatch it just to because I didn't remember much about it. But um, just wanted to watch it and see. You know, I knew I liked it a lot, but wanted to see if I liked it as much as I remember. Blade Runner twenty forty nine from twenty seventeen. Better than nice. It feels authentic, and if you have authentic memories, you have real human responses. Wouldn't you agree? Are they all constructed, or do you ever use ones that are real? It's illegal to use real memories, officer. How can you tell the difference? Can you tell us something really happened? They all think it's about more detail, but that's not how memory works. We recall with our feelings. Anything real should be a mess. I can show you. Sit. This is the follow-up to Ridley Scott's groundbreaking 1982 film Blade Runner, um, which I believe was uh, the original Blade Runner was set in 2019, I believe, which is insane. Um, but this is one of the most beautiful movies in terms of visually what's going on the screen that I've ever seen. Blade Runner 2049 is extremely um extremely the maison scene is incredible now is that pretentious yes it's very pretentious should i never say maison scene on this entire podcast ever again yes you're right i should not um but it's visually very very beautiful the movie won two oscars uh from 2017 um it was nominated for five including best picture but it won um it won for visual effects which was well-deserved, if I remember. I think there was a couple other movies out that year that were extremely good in that category, visual effects. But it won for Best cinematogra Cinematography as well, which is very well-deserved. Because I honestly... I don't know why I said honestly. Why would I be dishonest about it? But I can't think of any movie that deserves cinematography more than this movie, just off the top of my head. I'm sure they're out there, but the cinematography in this film was extremely good. Um, the best aspect of the movie by far, I think, um, had, I mean, I could see why anybody would rate this as a five-star movie as one of their, 
the best movies they've ever seen. I can definitely see that. I can also see why some people wouldn't like this movie very much at all because where it's lacking, I think, are characters. There's not many characters here to care about. Ryan Gosling is the lead character in this movie, and he doesn't give you much to care about here. Um, not that it's bad. Not that he doesn't has a bad performance. Not that you're not engaged with his character. But there's just not much to latch onto. Not much to care about. Um, certainly, I don't think much to remember about the characters. None of them. Nobody in this movie really. Um, I think, except for uh, what is her name? I don't know her, but she plays the artificial intelligence girlfriend Joy. Uh, Anna de Armas. Don't know much about her, but she was a, something that uh, a character that I remembered from the first viewing that I watched this movie. But yeah, I, I think that's where I could see a lot of people not appreciating or liking this movie very much because of the lack of depth to not necessarily depth to the characters, but interesting factors to the characters. Not much there, but visually speaking, beautiful world building, extremely good. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, Jared Leto's character. I really like that whole um, world that he inhabited. Inhabited. Um, yeah, very good. Uh, great movie. Got this four out of five stars as well. Um, highly recommend this movie. Don't know much. I uh, don't know what more to say about this movie other than visually, it's a masterpiece. Stunning. Uh, stunning scenes great like even the, so like on a large scale on a macro scale it's beautiful but then even like the small scenes the small set design um of like just interiors of office spaces or um of his house of ryan gosling's house um or especially jared leto's little uh what would it be like um lair his his lair is is very unique and very well crafted and and iconic it should be iconic it's kind of like when I was talking about Midsummer um, a couple episodes ago, it's like these places should be iconic in um, in film. I think they're that good, very good in, in uh, Blade Runner. Here, uh, sorry, got a little bit distracted here for a second. I'm glad I rewatched it because I um, forgot a lot about it. But um, yeah, upon a rewatch, great movie. Um, highly recommend this one. All right, um, that is this episode. Next episode, I believe, we will be doing top five mothers in movies. And this will be with my wife, Tisha. She came up with the idea. We wanted to do top five moms. We wanted to do it before Mother's Day, but that did not happen. But we will be doing top five moms. If you're listening to this now and you would like to contribute to the next episode, feel free to write me on Facebook. Feel free to write me at um, stdmpodcast at gmail.com or stdmpod at gmail.com you can comment wherever you see this uh, podcast you can write me yeah let me know what your favorite movie mothers are um, mothers and movies we're just doing the last 20 years because Tisha doesn't want to go back um, too far but the, the best mothers you've seen in movies over the last 20 years that will be episode 9 all right, until next time, Alita Battle Angel was not a good film. And also, stop talking during movies. 
Jonah's brother sick pop music I should go on check when I was just a child looking like a baby Yoda road I wanna grow into a flower I think I meant flower yes I was an ass but I would become famous but I didn't plan it I am not Uranus I feel like I am sick I don't know why I'm not contagious spread through social media go viral on your pages I am close to 40, so listen when I say this I'ma wear a suit of armor, bitch, I'm in the middle ages I'm a joker, joker, no midnight toker Toker, no, not a smoker Smoker, no, I am joker Joker, yes, I am joker Joker, yes, I am funny Funny, not penny wise Why, not good with money Money, yes, I'm a joker Joker, no midnight